Okay, before we get to the juice today, it is the first episode of December. And like I said, each episode, I wanted to shout out a special organization that could use donations this season. This first episode's shout out goes to Brighter Futures, a foster care system in Utah. And if you've been following Weekly Trash from the beginning, you remember last Christmas, we raised over $5,000 for the foster kids. This year, you can still help ease some of the financial burden off of these foster families by giving back. You can choose to sponsor an individual, a sibling set, or they're collecting all types of donations, including but not limited to new gifts, clothing essentials, household items, and cash donations that can be distributed to the kids. If you're unable to donate goods, please just consider sharing this message so we can try to get as many people as we can to help because the smallest contributions really do help. I'm sponsoring a two-year-old this year for Christmas and making sure that he has not only the essentials like a car seat, a stroller, a winter coat, diapers, but I also want to give him a fun, fun presence as well. And it's bittersweet because I'm so grateful that I'm able to give like the essentials and a little extra, but I really do wish I could help every child in the system because it is so devastating to hear that there are kids that wake up Christmas morning to nothing. So if you feel called to sponsor a child or donate to Brighter Futures, head over to their Instagram, Brighter Futures Inc., and click the link in their bio and go to ways to give in the sidebar. And again, if you can't afford to give anything this year, that's okay. Just share this message because the littlest donations help. Now, let's get to the juice. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Trash, the safe place to cleanse your mind, body, and soul of all that trash you consume this week so you can consume some more tomorrow. I'm your host, Josie Van Dyke, and welcome to today's solo episode. (laughs) What a turn of events. Goodness, not only is it solo, but we're a day late and life's just been a little crazy. We've had a lot of turn of events the past 48 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours. Um, and the biggest question everybody has, why did you cancel Taylor and Dakota's episode? Let me get one thing clear before we get into this. I did not cancel it. Okay. I had no control over this situation. I had reached out to Taylor weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, um, asking if she wanted to come on. No, I would say it was less than a month ago. Um, and I told her I would love if her and Dakota would come on together because I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. And you guys know that I go hard on questions. Like I'm going to ask the shit that people are too scared to ask. They'll talk shit behind people's back. They'll say, say random shit and make random shit up, but heaven forbid they actually go and ask the person they're talking shit about. I'm not that way. I would way rather go to the source and ask for their story and their side and their reasoning of why they did X, Y, and Z. And so, yeah, I had a lot of questions for not only Taylor, but for Dakota 
and their relationship in general. And so I didn't think it would be fair to have Taylor on without Dakota and like Dakota not be able to speak for himself when I'm asking these questions about the relationship because like that's a big part of what I wanted to talk about because we already did a Taylor deep dive. She came on, we talked about her entire life. And then when she left three weeks later, she got arrested and like it was, it was all over the place. Everybody knew about it. And then again, five months later, she's pregnant with Dakota's baby. So there was just so much I wanted to go over that happened in 10 months and Dakota was part of all of it. So I just was like, he has, he has to be there too. Like that just makes sense. Um, she was like, yeah, we're so excited. We'd love to perfect. Get it scheduled. So excited. Um, you guys know, I always like send out the questions to the guests so they're not completely blindsided. And like sometimes random questions do get asked through an interview just because the way the conversation goes. But these general questions that I send them kind of gives them a good idea of like how personal I'm going to get with them and how deep the questions will be. And I sent them the questions and you guys like, I did not think they were going to approve them because I was asking everything, like everything. And they were like, sounds good. Can't wait. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so good because I feel like on social media, it's interesting because they, and here, and I want to say this before I keep going, I have said all of this to Taylor. I would say all of this to Taylor. Like I, this is not me talking shit. This is not me stirring the pot. This is everything I am saying I have said to her or would said or would say to her um, and Dakota. So like this is stuff I had in the questions that I literally sent them. So this is not me talking shit. This is me just speaking. <laughs> um, on social media, they portray their relationship to be really good. But then at the same time, they also kind of play into the fact that they have a really toxic relationship. And that was like a big question that I had for them is like, are, is your relationship really that toxic? Or like, do you feel like a pressure from social media to stay together because people are so fucking obsessed with you guys? And I I think it's really unhealthy. The amount of people who think that they know influencers. It is alarming, actually. Like when I did my question box for Taylor and Dakota, like the questions that come in, the level of just, I don't even know, delusion that some of these people have that are obsessed with them. It's really kind of, it's crazy. And those are the people who are like validating their relationship all the time and like, just like obsessed. And that would be really hard to be in that relationship and just like constantly feel like you have to either put on a show or like you don't want to let certain people down because they just love your relationship so much. And like bachelor couples have talked about it. So many couples that are like known together, like they're famous together. Their relationship is like a big thing in the, in the spotlight. They have all said that they struggle with that. They struggle with that online validation and those opinions and like everything that happens online affects their relationship. 
from what people people have said. This is not Taylor and Dakota's words, but what I've heard from other people who have relationships so public. And so that was a big question that I had for them because I'm just I think I think a lot of people are confused. It's like, okay, are you toxic? Are you not toxic? Are you guys really in love? Like you know, everybody wants the best for them. I want what's best for them. Um, like nobody, I mean, I guess there are shitty people out there, but like nobody wants somebody's life to be horrible. Like you want people to be happy. You want them to be in love. You want them to be in a healthy, stable, happy relationship. So I had all these questions written out. I was super excited because I was like, holy, holy crap. Like we're gonna, we're gonna dig deep here. Like shit's gonna get real. And, um, the day before, so they were supposed to come on Monday. The day before Taylor was like, Hey, how long do you think it's going to take? Because, you know, I, I, she had some other things she had to do it later, later during that day. And I was like, Oh yeah, we can move it up a little bit. So we moved it up an hour and I had like worked everything around. So that way I was able to do that. Carly, my video girl, she lives not close to me at all. So we had to make sure she was able to like drive the hour plus drive that she takes to get here and just like make sure it all worked. We get it figured out. And that night I had a dream. I kid you not. I had a dream that they canceled. I had a dream that Taylor called me and was like, I'm so sorry. Like we can't do this. And I literally woke up in like a sweat because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I just like felt I like could feel it in my gut that it wasn't going to happen. Like as I was getting ready for the podcast, I could just like, it, it just something fell off. But like, I was like, maybe it's just my anxiety. I'm just like, maybe it's my dream. Cause you know how sometimes when you have a dream and it feels so real and you wake up and you like feel like you were in it. Like if you ever have a dream that your husband cheated on you and then you wake up and you're pissed at your husband the whole day. That's what I thought was happening. So I thought like, Oh, my dream was that they canceled. So like my brain is still in that dream fog and that's why I feel so weird, but I'm getting ready. I literally made a TikTok and I was like talking about how two kids is so much easier than three, blah, blah, blah. As I'm like getting ready, I post that TikTok and I get a text from Taylor and my heart sunk because I knew exactly what it was going to say before I even opened it. Um, but she canceled basically just saying, you know, we were not in a good headspace right now to, to come on and talk together. And that kind of plays into this, this, uh, toxic relationship that they kind of joke about on TikTok. And was I shocked? No, which sucks because like if someone cancels on you three hours before like that should be shocking but for some reason I like wasn't because I just seemed like it was not too good to be true but I was like I just can't I can't believe like we're actually going to talk about this stuff that I want to talk about so I was bummed I was bummed but not only was I bummed for me but I was really bummed for her because she's pregnant 
she's going through so many hormone, emotional episodes. Being pregnant is hard as shit. And to then feel like I can only imagine how that felt having to send that text message to me. Be like, hey, I'm going to be honest, like we can't come. That probably was so hard. And so my heart goes out to her for that because that would be really hard to do. Like, and add being pregnant to it, just like the emotions. And like, obviously, if they're not coming, like shit probably isn't that great that day. Like that day probably really sucked for them. Not just me. Like I'll get over it. Like I'll move on. Like it's not my personal life. It's fine. I can do a solo. It's not a big deal. But it's their life. And so I I, like my heart hurts for her because I just want what's best for her and for Dakota. And let me be very clear. Even though they are like public figures doesn't mean that they don't deserve to keep things private. But I do think in this case, only showing half of the picture is damaging their relationship Because people are rooting for them and telling them to get married and how perfect they are together and just straight up obsessing over them. And maybe that's not what's best for them right now. This brings up another conversation, though, is what's real and what's not on social media. People let you see what they want you to see. And I think we all need to remember that when we look at people's pages who we don't know at all who we may envy or compare ourselves to, we only see part of it. But I also think there are people who only show part of it, but that doesn't mean they have like skeletons in the closet. Like they still probably have a great life. But I do think there's the other side of it where people only show part of it and like what's going on behind closed doors is actually very different than what you see on social media. Is that every influencer? No. But I do think there are some. And I think it's really sad that their income and their livelihood depends on them putting on a front. Because that would be exhausting. That would be so exhausting. At the end of the day, I will welcome Taylor and Dakota back. I, I would love to have them on. I would love to have these conversations with them. I have no hard feelings. I am rooting for them. I'm rooting for them to have a healthy, loving relationship and raise their baby and just have that beautiful fairy tale life. Like, obviously, I want that for them. There's no hard feelings. I'm still going to, like support them and her and whatever they do. But I'd be lying if I said a part of me wasn't annoyed. Cause yeah, like that sucks. (laughs) That sucks being canceled on three hours before, but it's whatever, like it's life, like it's whatever. So that's, that's the juice, I guess you could say on why the episode got canceled whenever they're ready I would love to have them on but I think this incident kind of showed that maybe they're not ready 
and that's okay. They don't owe me anything. They don't owe anyone anything. But if when they are ready, if they want to come on, I would love, I would love nothing more than to have them on um, because they've been through hell together. And I think, you know, if, if they can go through all of that and inspire somebody, then they should. Somebody, somebody out there is probably going through worse shit and they could use some inspiration. So I would, I would love to have them on, but I don't, I just don't think right now is, it's a good time. And I don't know, we'll just see where life goes, but that's, that's what happened on Monday. So for the hundreds and hundreds of DMs I got, now you can turn off the podcast because that's literally all you care about. It's funny how people will come out of the woodworks when they want information. Like, oh, you left me on a red, but now you want to know some information that I have? Oh, cool. Like, no, no, (laughs) not telling you shit. (laughs) Um, like so many people like, oh my gosh, what's up? Oh my gosh. What? And I'm like, you have never engaged in my content once. You have never texted me once in your life. You've never even been nice to me. What? Why are you messaging me? Why are you texting me? Why are you asking me? Interesting. It's very interesting. People are weird. We're weird. I I am part of the problem. I'm very much aware. Like we just love drama. Like that's why reality TV shows do so well because we just love drama. But like this isn't really my drama. This is someone else's life. So if they want to come on and say exactly what happened that day and why they can't, why they weren't able to come on the podcast, I would love to have them on and we can talk about it. But like not my story. But everything I said, just barely, I have said to them. So I hope that, I hope that they're okay. And that's all I'm going to say about them because they're not here. So we're going to move on. So all of you that just wanted to know that, see you later. Um, And now we're going to talk about the other things going on in my life with personal trash is Banks is so sick. And I... I'm so scared that I'm going to get sick. So I got an IV on Monday night. I had drip IV, shout out drip IV. I had Jessica come and she came to my house. I like texted them and I was like, any way you can give me an IV tonight. And they were so amazing. They sent someone out within like 30 minutes. I don't know if you guys have ever had a drip IV, but it is a game changer. I really thought it was like made up, like People were just getting them just because. No, like they really do help. I also got a B12 shot in my shoulder. And it was funny because like this morning I was like, why is my shoulder so sore? Oh, it's a shot. I forgot. Um, But I really do think it helped a ton because I'm feeling a lot better today. But I just have germs around me 24-7. And I'm like, I cannot afford to be sick. I cannot afford to be sick. So thank you, Drip IV. Shout out to you. You're a homie. And yeah, it didn't even hurt either, which was nice because I feel like in hospitals I've gotten IVs before and they've like missed and they've had to keep going. And it would take them like three tries and I'd be in so much pain. So shout out to Jessica because she got it on one try and it didn't hurt and it went very smoothly. And I got the, they have like tons of different options you can choose from. I got like the COVID and flu one, even though like guys that don't have COVID like chill. But, um, that's just the one they recommended. So I got an IV and then 
Banks was just like so sad. So like while I was getting my IV, Caleb was holding Banks. And then as soon as I was done, I swapped out and Caleb went to bed and then I held Banks. And it was just like the saddest night because he could not sleep. He had a super high fever. So then this morning I took him to the doctor and they were like, oh yeah, like he for sure has a double ear infection. So he's on antibiotics. That'll help with his pink eye and hopefully just like heal him up. And then hopefully he gets better soon because it is so freaking sad. And he's like the happiest, sweetest baby. So to see him sad is just heartbreaking. But shout out to everybody who like was so nice and like reached out. And like some of you even sent me like Venmo gift cards. Like you guys are way too nice. I like was going to cry. I love you guys. So hopefully he gets better, but I, this podcast is going to be kind of quick because Caleb is holding him right now. And I, I just, I need to hold my baby. That's the thing. Like people are like, Oh, why can't Caleb help? No, he is like, he can. I just want to do it. Like I want to go hold my baby. I want to be the one to do it. So, but I did want to come on and like talk about everything before my guest episode this week, just because I feel like this isn't something I'd want to talk about with my guest. And I feel like it leaves like a big, empty, big elephant, <laughs> like in the room, like, hmm, are we not going to talk about the fact that you were supposed to have Taylor Dakota on and then you didn't? Like, let's talk about that, Josie. So this is going to be kind of a shorter episode, which means we're going straight to Trashers Trash. No pop culture trash because... I'm just too tired. Okay. So we're going to do trash is trash. And I got so many submissions, like the most I've ever gotten. And they were all insane. So like such good trash, such good trash. So let's start with this one. Been seeing a guy off and on since July. Last time we hung out, he had told me how he went on a vacay and spent $12,000 on strippers and prostitutes. Red flag, but I can't get myself to stop thinking about him. What? This guy sounds like the biggest douchebag. $12,000 on strippers, not only strippers, but prostitutes. So he was having sex. He's disgusting. Like, ew, no, girl, walk away, move on. I don't know what you have to do, like, but you got to, you got to go. You cannot date him. No, no, not a chance. Not a chance. My daughter got her license this week, mixed emotions, happy for her and this big step, but also want to keep her safe forever. I am deathly afraid for when my kids are like even like 10 years old. So I can't even imagine 16, 17, like becoming adults. The world is so scary. But just know, have confidence in your ability as a parent and that you raised her great And that she's going to be a great driver. She's going to be safe. And all is going to be well. And think about all the fun memories she's going to make. Like think about when you turned 16 and you got to drive. And like how amazing that was for you. 
And now that gets to be her, it's like very bittersweet. But yeah, I can totally feel that just like sense of like mixed emotions because I am not ready for that. I have a long way till that, but I'm not ready for that. My sister hasn't seen my new baby since the hospital because she got upset because I told her she couldn't come over because I was overwhelmed and only six days postpartum. I even reached out to apologize, but haven't heard a word from her since. You apologized? You apologized? Yeah, no. She sucks. You did not need to apologize. That's obviously she doesn't have kids. And if she does have kids, what the hell? Like, I never, like, if my friends have babies, I'm always like, okay, when you're ready, you let me know. I don't want to ever overstep. I don't ever want to be in your business. Again, that's my friends and not my sister. But even if it was my sister, like, that's just like rude. That And you're the one who apologized? No, no, no. No, no, no. You have nothing to apologize for. You're the mother. I'm so sorry that your sister's a bitch. Going on a trip and not feeling excited because I have to wear a swimsuit. How do I have more confidence? Girl, you're asking the wrong person. Um, I kind of talked about this when I went on the mixers trip with Maddie when I was pregnant. And I said how I had more fun on the trip because I was pregnant than I would if I wasn't because I like wore my swimsuit and I like didn't care. And that's really sad. And I hate that. And so I totally feel what you're feeling. It's a very valid feeling. But I think the one thing that always like snaps me out of that like headspace is knowing that like my weight is the least important thing about me. It's the least interesting thing about me. When I die, my headstone isn't going to say Josie Van Dyke, 173 pounds. Like it's not, it's not going to say that. It's going to say loving mom, beautiful, stunning wife. Okay. It's not going to say my weight. So I know that's a hard headspace to be in, but snap out of that because it it's really like the least important thing about you. And you rock that swimsuit. It's all about rocking the confidence. So fake it, fake it till you make it, baby, because you got this and it's going to be such a fun trip and you're going to have so much fun. I'm going to nail school currently and got sent home from school because I painted another student's nails in our free time with my own polish. And the reason they sent me home was because she didn't pay the school. What nail school are you going to? Are nail schools like the same as like a Paul Mitchell school, like a cosmetology school, but like just for nails? These people sound cheap. Like what? That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Um, I'm getting married this March and I'm so stressed with finances and making ends meet. What are some suggestions on how to be better with finances and make ends meet? Again, horrible person to ask because I cannot budget to save my life. I, when I met Caleb, I was spending every dollar I had on sushi and clothes. So I couldn't even pay for gas. I would have to text him at the Provo Maverick on my way to see him and be like, hey, 
can you come and pay for my gas? Like I was horrible. But then Caleb was the total opposite. And he was like so frugal and like so tight on money that like we fought a lot. So I think before you get married, like sit down and like talk about a budget, whatever that budget is, like talk about it beforehand. So like you guys are on the same page, write the same goals, like not the same goals, write the goals you have. So you guys can like see the bigger picture of like what you're trying to achieve, whether that's buy a house, go on vacations, have nice clothes, like whatever it is that you're wanting. And then you can work from there. Um, because if you just like start off the bat with like no idea of how you're going to do finances, that could be an issue. I think that was like one of the hardest things in our first year of marriage was just like the way that he handled money versus the way I handled money. And just the fact that we were like poor newlyweds. So I guess my advice is just like figure it out (laughs) before you get married. Um, okay. How do you address being the default parent? I love my husband, but goddamn, I need him to pull his weight. And I don't know how to say that without causing a fight. Sometimes you got to cause a fight. And if that's the only way that you can say it, like if you've tried saying it nicely, if you've hinted, that's like men can't read our minds. Like they're idiots. They're so fucking dumb. So you have to spell it out for them. You have to tell them. And if you've told them and they still are not, it's not, it's not going in their brain, then be a bitch. Like you fight, like be real and then go to therapy about it because it's, it's hard because they just don't see things the way we see things. And if you're like me, I'm very controlling and I want things done a certain way. So even if he does pull his way and help me, it's not the way I would do it. And so it's like not right. So I always have to check myself and be like, don't nag at him because he's trying his best. You just are a bitch. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. So as long as like, you know, you're not nagging him and you really are like trying to just tell him you need help and he's not figuring it out then yeah, it's probably going to cause a fight and you might have to fight. And the only good thing about fighting is when you make up, you remember how much you love each other. But yeah, that's rough. I'm sorry. Um, I'm a hairstylist. I just recently got an opportunity to open up a salon. Opening a salon has always been a dream of mine. I am stoked. I have been moving forward with the process to see if it's even possible, but my current boss is also opening one. I'm scared she will hate me if I move forward. Oh my gosh. Is this my hair girl? (laughs) Is this my hair girl's assistant? Just kidding. Um, I don't know. Actually, it could be. I think you can't put your dreams and goals to the side to make somebody else happy or to keep friendships because like true friendships and like people who truly care about you want what's best for you. They don't want you to be tied down by them or feel less than them. So if this does ruin your guys' relationship, I think that says a lot about her. And so I say, go for it. I mean, obviously you can approach it in like a nice way, like maybe go to lunch and be like, Hey, I know you're opening a salon, but like, 
I also really want to open a salon and I love you and I'm going to be there for you and I support you and I hope you can do the same for me. But, and I think, and give her the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe she won't hate you. Maybe she'll be so excited for you. You never know. You never know. Um, not trash, but I need advice. How do I get more confident in the bedroom? Sex is so intimidating to me. I want to be spicy for my husband. I would say go get some lingerie and like put on some sexy music and like be sexy for yourself for a minute. Like stand in front of the mirror, dim the lights, like turn yourself on, like feel sexy for yourself first. A a thing that I have done that has helped me with that before is going to pole dancing classes because those women are so confident and sexy and like they don't give a fuck and it is so awesome to like be around that energy so like go to a pole club pole dancing class and like have them teach you some moves and like they'll hype you up and you'll just feel really sexy and confident so that's my advice Okay, Josie, you need to hear this. Speaking of lingerie. Okay, Josie, you need to hear this. At Thanksgiving dinner, my grandma walked up to me and told me she had some old lingerie she wanted to give me. Not only did she want to give it to me, she said word for word, I can just picture all the fun you and your cute hubby can have in it. What? Also, go grandma. She has some vintage lingerie just sitting in the back. To give to you, but like that's disgusting. She's got granny vag juice all over it. Um, when was the last time she wore this? You never need to hand down your underwear. Ever. Never. Don't. Gross, grandma. Gross. I hear my baby crying upstairs. So I'm gonna go check on him and see what's going on, you guys. This was a very short episode, but I just wanted to catch up, chat in, give you guys the 411, the juice on what's going on, and I'm announcing the next guest, so get ready, get excited, and also, next week, there will also be two guests planned. I know there was only one guest this week, but there's supposed to be two, um, but there'll be two guest episodes next, next week as well, so I'm so excited, and I love you guys. Have the best day and don't forget to take out your trash. Bye.